I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Bogner FM, the only radio station that asks the question, who's listening and why? It's a breakfast show with me, A to the M to the J. And this week we are giving away £10,000. Now we've got our first aller on the line. It's Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello. Now, Chris, now to win the first prize, you have to answer this simple question. What is the first letter of the alphabet? Is it A-A-B-B? Or C, David Beckham. I'm going to give you a few minutes to count down. Seconds even. Now have a think. Have a think. There's a lot of money on the line. First one on there. We're looking at three grand. Right. You ready? You ready? Let's count you down. Uh, I think it's AA. You think it's AA? Yeah. Oh. It was C, David Beckham. Oh. It's a quiz where we reverse the answers. Oh, great to Have you got any song requests? Uh, can I have Shabba by uh, uh, Shabba Ranks? We haven't got that. You got want anything else? Uh, can I have Shaggy by um, uh, Mr. Bombastic? Uh, I think I think we've got that. Here we go. Great to talk to you, Chris. Here's the police with message in a bottle. Hey, how's he still on the line? Hold on a minute. This isn't a 90s radio show still surviving in Kent. It's small screen noise. Let's go. Here we are, small screen noughties with me, AMJ, and that guy. Hello, Chris Barnes. Stop doing that because I'm not. You don't do it every week, and then I'm not sure if you're going to do it or not. And then you do do it. You look ready to kind of catch then as well. Like when I said it, you're like, oh, oh what's going on? Where am I? 
It was great. He really lit up. Like, like when you walk into a room, Chris, everyone says you light in the room. <laughs> Last week when you said, have you ever done any radio or podcast before? You've got to keep talking. Come on. You do have to keep talking. But the thing is, like, sometimes on these Zooms, it's hard to see if the other person is talking. Yes. Is it on thing? Yes. This isn't done in a studio together, guys. No, you can probably work that out by listening. Mr. Uh, Bartram thought it was. He thought that he's, he said you're both together, aren't you? No, we're on Zoom. We're on Zoom. No, we're not, we're not sat down together. No. Not once have we recorded this in the same room. No. And Chatterbick, when they did it together, they thought it was weird and they couldn't do it in the same room. I think it would be the same thing. I think if we did it in this, maybe in a studio, maybe. Maybe we need to do it in the same room. Mm. What do you uh, think? Well, maybe. I don't think it makes much difference. I think it'll lose all its charm. I, imagine, I was just saying, imagine if we actually. Uh... <laughs> Imagine if we actually got on with talking about the shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't think that's what they want. They don't want that. Because of last week, I did a deep dive on Michael Barrymore. See when you get there. See you when... when it, what? The, Coolio. Which everyone's putting R.I.P. Coolio at the end. Yeah, because he, he died. Yes. Uh, see you when you get... What, what, Michael Barrymore was singing that? And they're here with us. Please welcome Remission. They're now. <laughs> to places, found interesting faces, whether young or old, no one left out in the cold. Take a long look around in places of renown, no one would wear a frown. And everybody got on down, sang a song or played along, the people that we meet came right up off the street. With a song and a dance, we gave everyone a chance. Yeah, we gave everyone a chance. When you get there, meet you when you get there. We really care and want to share some time with you. We'll meet you and greet you. We don't want to compete. We're like a team. Sometimes a dream come true. Everybody gets a chance to do what they really want to do. Yeah, what they really want to do. We've learned a lot. I like this as being an extra he, episode. He does remission and then he, and he wraps the Coolio bit while they're singing, I'll see you when you get there. And uh, Everybody by Backstreet Boys is amazing as well. It is. It's a work of art. I uh, I admire him. I think he's one of the greatest entertainers and I don't think enough comedians sing that. No one asked him to do it. Like Lee Evans. I like Lee Evans. Don't sing at the end, please. Yeah, but it's easier, isn't it? It closes the show nicely and it's less material to write. I don't know, but it's mainly sense. Oh, hello there, I'm Lee Evans. I'm a piano, yeah. Here's some Elvises. 
Is, is that is that is that Holly Evans sings? Holly Evans and I'm up here. Yeah, here's some Elvises. I went to the Science Museum the other day, and they've got an exhibit on the vaccine. And nothing makes you feel old where you go into the Science Museum, see a Game Boy, a Super Nintendo, and a Nokia 3210 as an exhibit of how things used to be, and then walk through a COVID exhibition of going, is this just me now? Am I that old? And I've lost my hair recently as well. On top of that, nothing makes you feel ancient in this world of going through an exhibit of your life. You haven't lost your hair. You shaved it off. We didn't just. We didn't just all fall out. Well, it was going. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, we all knew it was on its way. I took a photo of me from 2010, and now, and I it's don't look much. I don't look much different. Do you not? Well, you don't. You're, you're ageless, Chris. Everyone says that. You're right. Oh, that was a cough. Oh, there, there we go. It was just a weird moment there where you kind of froze and said you're ageless, and it was like, oh, he's on to me. Did you, did, you not, did you not see that my voice changed then? I was a lot deeper. I did. And also like the idea that you took a photo of yourself 10 years ago. I did. I did. I put my old Trevor costume on with just my Hawaiian shirt and took them both together. And I don't look much different. I look staggeringly different. I have aged awfully. Only apart from the grey hair at the side. I look exactly the same. Get some Just For Men on it. This is just purely for Adam and not for this. They're going to really love this. You look trimmer. Do I? I think I look fatter in the new one. Oh, well. Do you know where you couldn't be fatter? Is this a link? We get into a link. If you were a superhero. If I was a superhero, was it? Yeah. And do you know who's your favourite superhero? Yeah, that dump truck that's turning up and that's doing that reversing. It's it's really awkward, but it's coming in. It's coming back in, isn't it? It's coming. It, 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 it's all, all, all aboard. <laughs> They're steering it round, lads. Here it, here it comes. Oh. Who's your favourite superhero? Iron Man. Oh, that's my hero. Oh, look at that. The dump trucks drove off now. Iron Man's your favourite superhero. No, it used to be Thor until Love and Thunder, and now I've decided against it. It's Iron Man because he can't even do any more bad movies. Well, there's a multiverse, and uh, I reckon there's a big Fermo Man hole <laughs> waiting <laughs> to be regenerated. That's what they want. I think that it does need rebooting. I think of all the programmes we've done, this would make more sense now than it did then. I, so... There's, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack in this as well. Clearly, watching it, I think they were promised a bigger budget than the one they got. But superheroes at this time, have we got the year when the, when it was released, My Hero? Uh, two, 2000, I think. 2000, right. So there'd just been a Spider-Man film and, and we hadn't got like the new Batmans. We hadn't got Spider-Man 2, which for me, I think was a game changer. And we had just had an X-Men movie at this point. So we, we weren't in the superhero-related world that we live in at the moment. Marvel was still very much a small, struggling comic company. And this, I don't know. I really, I watched it, and I still don't know what I thought about it. It was almost like Dougal's a great character, put him in a superhero costume. You know Michael Jackson? Yeah. He was going to buy Marvel years ago before Disney. And do exactly what Disney did. Yeah. A, vision, a visionary. He was a visionary, Michael Jackson. Pervert, but visionary. So, wait a minute, what was your question that you just said? Uh, I, I, oh, yeah. Uh, it is literally like someone who's seen Father Ted and taken Dougal and put him into a superhero costume. Yes. it's Yeah, it's definitely just Dougal Ooh. as a superhero. But... Weirdly, on that Father Ted note, I saw Graham Linehan walking around Trafalgar Square yesterday. <laughs> And I just waved, and he waved back. And it was a really yeah. odd moment of going, like, I recognise you, and then realised who it was. Oh, have I told you what happened at Stuart Lee? Go on. We went in there, and Joseph went, that's Chris Morris with his family in front of us. And I was, I was trying to listen in to what they were talking about. <laughs> I thought, come on, it must be something funny they're talking about. But is, I it, do you think, 
you think it's an act with uh, Chris Morris? Because one of my mates saw him once, uh, good old bassist Tom, friend of the show. He saw him at a train station and went, uh, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, can I have a photo? And he said, I'm very busy. And then in Tom's word, did a Monty Python walk and ran to the train. Oh, maybe, maybe he was busy. <laughs> I mean, like it, it probably takes more to do a Monty Python walk, doesn't it? But would you want that out of Chris Morris? Maybe that's how he walks. <laughs> like he's constantly in the ministry as soon as he walks. Well, when we went to Shirley, I, I can't remember him marching up and down like John Cleese. Wow, well, soon we can see it with the reboot <laughs> of 40 Dads. But we're not here, 40 Dads, so... No, yes, it's just Dougal in a suit. Dougal works in Father Ted because of the main thing. Father Ted is also in Father Ted. <laughs> so say where all these other characters work in that. And also, if you look at it, Miss Raven looks a lot like Mrs. Doyle. She, she does. Almost like someone's watched Father Ted and then accidentally read a comic. Baldrick from Blackadder works with Blackadder, but you can't just have him reading the story. That, I'm yeah. just saying. You're just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it was the there was a lot in this episode. Like the opening scenes, watching it back, thinking, oh, it just gave me a kind of. Th- this was a show that did nothing but seem last forever. It's six series. Six series of this. Well, five, and then the first episode is Ardler Hanlon, and then he goes in a poker game and sells his body, and then comes back as James Drayford, who's in Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. That's amazing. And that, that is, that is, <laughs> what is the most naughties of people who could possibly be in this? James Drayford, <laughs> Gimme, 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 and but- Gimme line. But Dre, James Jayford is playing an alien. He's not just playing him himself from Gimme Gimme or The Thin Blue Line. He's playing... He plays it better than Arlo Hanlon does. Yeah, because Arlo Hanlon is playing Dougal. <laughs> he is playing Dougal. And also, there's a few bits that weren't needed. The intro as well of the baby who I... <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. The, I watched, they, obviously, I... someone had mastered the mouth movements on something in the BBC. It was like, we need to do this. Someone had watched Adam and Joe with the uh, toys that had got their mouths. <laughs> it was exactly like that. I, I messaged you after watching this and then went, I forgot about the creepy fucking baby. Oh, oh, mate. And it was like the opening, can I have a sausage? You've had 18 sausages today. And then the baby steals a sausage. An opening scene. Furbo Man comes in and also steals a sausage as well by sucking it through. I don't know what that superpower would be. What What's that superpower called? Like a whirlwind sausage no, it, suck. No, it's called whatever the plot is needed that Thermo Man can do, I think it is. And, and opening it. And also, I don't know the name of the actor who plays his wife in it. Emily Joyce. It's a weird, weird way of playing it. It's like she's the only smart one in it. But it's she's very... not that smart because she's going out with a man who is Dougal in a superhero costume to Dougal in a superhero costume. Not even a Matador costume. It's not going out, but it turns out Lee Mack is a superhero. <laughs> it's exactly that. Oh, and so the first scene. Oh, was still the first let's scene. Let's just call we... him Dougal. Let's just call him Dougal. So it's called George. Dougal has saved... <laughs> Saved his father-in-law from using a chainsaw. Is it a chainsaw? It's a chainsaw. A chainsaw accent for a bit of DIY. One, what DIY ever requires a chainsaw that you've just doing? Well, apart from sawing down a tree, I can't really think of any DIY that needs a chainsaw. Exactly. And because it's a sitcom, the in-laws, oh, annoying, horrible. That's how they portray them in this. He redecorates the house. They don't like it. So he comes back and paints it like Mr. Blobby. Which did make me laugh, thinking, oh, Fermo Man. Yeah, I thought the whole episode was about cricket, and then they have the cricket match, and then, but it still keeps going that he wants to keep beating you, even though a couple of scenes beforehand he said, I don't want to beat him because I don't like humiliating people. Yeah, and it was very weird in that kind of... One, Hugh Dennis being in this, playing... I'd say it wasn't even like Hugh Dennis. It was like Hugh Dennis was a massive arsehole. The most unlikable character. And I thought, oh, how could this get any worse? And then it introduces the element of cricket. I don't know. Maybe I'd like cricket if I would have watched it. I'm scared of the ball. They're, they're too heavy. You can't. Everyone's like, oh, it's really nice to watch it. I'm just worried it's going to fly over and hit me in the head. It's quite a sturdy old ball, the cricket ball, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's not. Or even a basketball is a bit softer than a, well, ish. Yeah. I think, like, because I used to play basketball, 
quite a bit. I'm a bit more fond of it. And like being dyspraxic, it did hit me in the face many a time, which isn't as bad, but a cricket ball in the face, as it did his father-in-law three separate times. And the, and also I, old huge Dennis's car. I've got a basketball hoop outside the house and my dad hated it because when I bounced the ball, it'd just make a noise. And he just wasn't prepared for that. And it's like, oh, it's going to make a noise, isn't it, when you do it? Yep, it is. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> Why the minute you said that, did I just picture the opening scene from Space Jam? <laughs> I mean, you going, I'm going to play basketball just like you. You know, that's true as well. All of that nonsense about Michael Jordan playing baseball. That yeah, happened. That did happen. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Bit other, some other sportsmen change sports. Yeah, but it's a bit of a change, though, isn't it? It's like, it's going from death metal <laughs> to playing pop. Have you seen that film that's coming out about uh, Air Jordans? What, just the shoes? No, no, it's, it's coming... like it's... Disney Pixar Adventure, where uh, they live under the stairs and have adventures. <laughs> that would be better. With, with no, his, you'd like it, because Dr. Martin's in it as well. <laughs> it's... Yeah. It, um, it's Ben Affleck is trying to sell shoes and they're trying to get Michael Jordan to, to wear them so that the Air Jordans will take off. That okay, is the film. Good. I'm sure it. there's more to it than that. Like, no, I'm it. sure the trailer will be good. You've not really sold the pitch to me there. <laughs> ben Affleck's in it. He's selling shoes. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Are the Looney Tunes in it? No, they're not. Or, or um, Bill Murray for a cameo that still makes... Even when I was little, that made me laugh. He just turns up. Who brought you, the producer? <laughs> I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. I uh, I think Space Jam's brilliant, but awful at the same time. A lot like my hero. He's trying to beat uh, Hugh Dennis' character at sports. And I thought, just use his powers. Just use... He does eventually. Yeah, but the plot is he doesn't use his powers because he doesn't want people to say, whoa, you've got special powers. You must be Fermo, Matt. See? <laughs> there was a plot. There wasn't was there a plot. Well, also, can we talk about like the earlier episodes as well, where his cousin, Arnie. Uh, is <laughs> it Arnie? The one that just looked Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the original series, he has a cafe in New York and he flies around the world and visits him there. And I don't know if it was budget costs. I, I, and let me just say this, that I don't think he's going to New York in every episode. I'm aware that they, <laughs> that they set it up in this country. But did Arnie just move to this country? Because that was one of the one elements that I thought was really cool. I can't remember. He used to fly to his, like, deli, didn't he? His little cafe deli in New York. Have like a conversation at the bar about his superpowers and then fly it back to England. Maybe there was budget cuts for the BBC and they thought we could only have two sets, so can we <laughs> pick one? But so they got the doctor's surgery set, haven't they? Yeah. And the house. Yeah, I, I reckon it was that, to be honest. In the James Drayford series, he starts, he becomes a doctor. What? I've never seen it. Also, the more I'm like <laughs> thinking about this, Furbo Man is very similar to Turbo Man who was the main protagonist in the film Jingle All The Way. I think it's become a classic. I, when I first watched it, I was like, what is this? And but they're just getting on the coattails of the Buzz Lightyear thing, oh, of, man. Of, I, I... of wanting a wanting a toy. I think they even did it before it happened. I think they did. And also, with Jingle All The Way as well, there's a great thing where I think this is just about getting a toy at Christmas. Until about 56 minutes in, where batshit craziness happens, and for some reason they give a costume actor a suit that has a jetpack and a gun. And then have a fight on one of the floats that's going through for Christmas. Yeah. And you could think... tell that we didn't like My Hero very much because we barely talked about it. <laughs> I mean, I think Jingle All The Way is a much... I always think the problem with that is it's a nice sentiment at the end where he gives it gives the bad guy the Turbo Man, say, I don't need Turbo Man. I've got the real one at home. And yeah. he goes off. But like he must be suffering like they must have given him some time, some bird. Do you know what I mean? For like disrupting the main main bit of entertainment at Christmas in the middle of New York City. He, his son's not gonna get out for like 15 years. Who says he keeps the suit? It doesn't belong to, to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He might have to give it back again. Yeah, I don't think you keep something like that. I reckon that like the, the Barney the dinosaur suit was quite a lot of money. Like, to the point of, I think, the thing is with the suits as well, and we will go back to My Hero, which is why everyone's here. It's not the suit that's expensive, it's the licensing of it. 
So if you were to buy a Batman suit, say you paid five grand for like one, you'd then have to pay a further for ten to wear, to it. wear it. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, I think that would be quite a big issue. And like and how do you make love in that suit? Which is why she wants it, isn't it? Is why she wants that suit in the end scene. <laughs> I wonder where you were going then. I was like I was gonna say the last action hero. Very similar film, but also a work of art. I was never allowed to watch it. I wasn't old enough. I am now. I'm, I'm old enough now to watch it, but I think you can no. watch it. I, I think the moment's gone. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, carry on. So where were we? We were talking about... Uh, I was definitely better at this. He was. What was my point? I've forgotten. Yeah. Right, can we talk about the weird guy next door? Yes, Tyler. Tyler, who knows he's Fermo, man. And uh, the love triangle, the love triangle, right, the love triangle with Mrs. Raven. Now, Mrs. Raven, or Mrs. Doyle, as she's known, she is going out with the guy from New York, who isn't in New York anymore, who is over here because of budget cuts to the BBC. They have a relationship, but she's obsessed with Fermo, man, a.k.a. Dougal. Now, she doesn't know who the real identity is, but Tyler seems to tell her that he is Fermo Man and they get up to all manner of filth while she is in a committed relationship with the man from New York, who doesn't seem that bothered about it, but at the same time seems devastated about it. Yeah. How does he become Fermo Man as well? Because if that's his cousin... He just turns up, I think. What do you mean he just turns up? It just turns up in the first episode and it says, I am Thermo Man. Does it not have any backstory? So he's just turned up. No, no, you, you, you're thinking too hard on this. No, this, that's all happened. So, oh man, I it's one of those shows from a time in my life where it's just a bit of chewing gum for the eyes. Something in between EastEnders and no, the drama at nine o'clock. Exactly. It's something to put on. There's a lot of talent in this show. A lot of talent. But it's really weirdly directed as well. What do you mean? It's almost like how the, the baby character, I know is meant to be the smartest out of all of them, but weirdly creeps out everyone in every scene just through the, the math movements of that child just look terrified. It looks like the annoying orange. Yes, I remember the annoying orange. Not the curious orange. 
Not Paul Putner. Yeah. And let's be honest, if babies could talk, it'd be terrifying. I like the fact that when there's another shot of the crib, of, of the yeah. cot, you can't see the baby. So obviously there's nothing in there. I just think... And d- does the baby have superpowers? Is this a kind of Superman Returns arc where... Well, I just think like... he got the sausages. Yeah, yeah but like, I mean proper superpowers. He's, he's a talking baby. I know he's a talking baby, <laughs> but are we saying like he's going to become like, no, 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 no. Because I, I've been... <laughs> The, the thing is, as well, you say that talking baby, uh, that is superpowers, but he would talk anyway. Do you know what I mean? So there will come a time where he gets like proper like powers, but like that yeah. baby's amazing. But when he hits like four o'clock, it, at four o'clock, four years old, he'd be able to speak anyway. So it's not really a superpower, is it? No one has ever talked this mo- more in depth about my not hero even the ever. Right in it, have gone <laughs> this in depth into it, mate. I don't you know were... what it is. It would work now if it had, like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, money. It seems like money. And it seems like the idea of the first series, the idea of someone coming along. I think there needs to be a superhero who doesn't want to be a superhero, who's overweight and just kind of gets given the job of being a superhero. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, called the Adder? Called the Adder. No, no. <laughs> Ruining the end of my Edinburgh show like that. Well, I'm it's... sorry. But it's just the the thing with this as well is Dougal is just Dougal being a superhero. But there's no kind of risk in it. There's nothing. It's not he's not got to find himself. He's just He hasn't got a supervillain. He's not got a, there's no that's it. There's no fucking supervillain in it. Other than the writing. But why has he got his identity hidden if he hasn't got a supervillain? I think so he can live a normal life. Yeah, but the whole point of Spider-Man and Superman is that you're keeping your identity hidden because you want to keep your loved ones safe. If there's no supervillain, then it makes no sense. He beats everyone anyway. You never hear that he had a struggle. Oh, no. We, 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 no one, literally, no, even the writers are not spoken about my hero in this in depth. I think it needed a supervillain. And I think a better art would have been to have huge Dennis. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. As a super hit villain. And them not know each other's identity was. We came up with that in five fucking minutes. <laughs> five minutes. You know what? Just because the BBC's taken away your budget, don't let it take away your cre- creativity. I love the BBC. Natasha Gabinski, she was on the news when... Yeah, I wonder how they managed to get her. Was she in the <laughs> studio next door at the time? It's recording. The, the, the baby was drinking beer. That was funny, wasn't it? Baby having <laughs> alcohol. Mrs. Raven coming with four cans. Uh, four cans, not four cans. I understand I have an accent. She didn't t- have cutlery-based hands. Tyler is knackered because Mrs. Raven won't leave him alone. It took a weird turn of being all this upbeat family thing to uh, Tyler shagging Mrs. Raven uh, 56 times because, obviously, if you think you're Fermo, man, people just want to make love to you. And then his mem- and then her memories erased to not know it's Tyler, which is a really sad thing of a, someone who's got nothing and clearly portrayed as someone with problems now has nothing again. And he calls George master. It is odd. It is. It is. Yeah, I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. Someone must have pictures of someone like commissioning this. Oh, Mario, <laughs> not Mario. Uh... <laughs> No, um, uh, oh, what's 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 his cousin called? <laughs> Mario. You uh, know what? You say say all these traits of who they are. Mario's got a got a tattoo of Mrs. Raven. Bit weird. Bit <laughs> so, weird. Someone has to draw that. But so had Tyler got a tattoo as well of Mrs. Raven, and that weren't mentioned. If somebody that you were seeing, and then someone all of a sudden had a tattoo of the same person, you'd be like, hold on a minute, mate. Well, you got a tattoo of my wife on your back. It's uh, it's just for I don't, I don't know. I just I just saw it. it was just in the tattoo bar, and I thought I'd have it on my back. Everyone's got it. Everyone's got a tattoo of Mrs. Doyle on their back. It's not Mrs. Doyle. It is Mrs. Doyle. Everything. Someone had watched Father Ted. Got asked to commission this. They'd had a big old lay-in on Saturday, and then realised it was in on Monday. Got the Father Ted box set after watching Superman's Revenge and watching uh. <laughs> Jingle all the way, and this is what happened. Imagine if they would have watched Only Fools and Horses and X Men. Imagine, imagine the chaos that would have caused. 
<laughs> Wolverine selling gloves to people. Shit, I've torn another pair. You already know what happened when that happened. It's when John Sullivan decided for some reason that Dell and Rodney are going to dress up like Batman and Robin. Yay! Oh, it's a weird this. I don't I, know who it was aimed at. You know, going to the Only Fools and Horses Day in Margate on Saturday. Uh, no, no, I'm working. Are you going? No, Joseph is. Oh yeah, I, I uh, friend of the show, Joseph. I hope you have a lovely day. I wanted to, but. <laughs> It seems to be a big group of them that aren't main cast, but are on the periphery. They <laughs> keep doing these conventions for it. It's like well, Nicholas Linnurst don't want to do it. Neither is David Jason. Also, if you look at the like who it is, it, it's what's his name? I always Fenton. Oh, I can never yeah, remember. Michael Michael Fenton. Yeah, and it's not just a. It's a big name. What do you yeah, mean? That's well, a, what do you mean? a big name. What? What do you mean? That's a big name. He's, Done a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, yes. got he's got a, a podcast. My time capsule. Uh, listen to it. It's brilliant. He's got a podcast. Uh, where he tells you about safety when you're on a train and what you should do. It's it it is good advice, but once you've heard it once, you're like, okay, yeah. Uh, saying that when we have our adverts on there, they seem to go on forever in the middle. Anyway, come on. <laughs> well, well, that that was it. We, we built that up and constructed it. I for one wanted to go, but I, I couldn't. They're putting the Banksy in. Um, Margate as well. They the are dream. putting the Banksy. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're placed for it. So now, well, it's free to get into Dreamland now, isn't it? We've just got to pay for the rides. And Woo! also, uh, Tom Jones is there and Rag and Bone Man. What? <laughs> when? Yeah. Uh, what? Saturday. <laughs> not, 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 not in the only Fools and Horses convention. No, we're going to the only Fools and Horses convention. Maybe Tom Jones will be there, like looking at old only Fools and Horses memorabilia. Do you know what I, me and Elvis sat on that very chair where Delboy did? <laughs> you know, I've been to the bar. Well, he, he went through. Yeah, it was TV oh, Centre. Was... I said to David Jason, can I have a go on that? He said, go on then, Tom. <laughs> go on. Off you go. And uh, the reason I, I, I hit such high note was because I too fell through the bar. And David Jason saw that and he said to me, why are you doing Michael Parkinson? And I said, because I can't do accents. I would not be Parkinson. Him and his pens. Uh, what did you think of this uh, overall? Also, just to keep going off track, that song that you played the other day, My Girl's Pussy. Yeah. Chris Moore's played that on the radio. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> oh. wrong with it. If you listen to the word... No, there is. There is, because there is, well, there's what? a subtext to it that implies it's not, that it's not, not talking about a cat. Not in the 30s, No, not oh. in the 30s, mate. Oh, yeah. So... So Mrs. Slocum had just got a cat that she kept talking about. Just caught a cat, love. Don't call it the other word. Just caught a cat. I'm loving this. Just call it a cat. I, I think that Sotter Pussy is a cat. <laughs> I remember, sadly, when my cat got ill. Oh, not Zazu. Parents, Zazu. Yeah, friend of the show, Zazu <laughs> Jones. Uh, um, my parents had to pay, I think it was £800 for it at the vet. In the 90s, that's a lot of money, and it was a lot of money for us. And my dad tried to make himself feel happy, I guess. Kept saying the words, that's one expensive pussy, again and again and again, to the, to the point of just being like, yeah, we get it now. Yeah, yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, though. Imagine having, like, a young family, and then the cat gets hit by a car, and that amount You of didn't money. mention that bit. What, the young family or the car? <laughs> that's the car. I'm pretty sure he got hit by a car. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. It's like it's a lot of money, isn't it? I wonder what that is with inflation. Like, do we save this cat's life, or do we ruin these children forever? See, I didn't want to bring the tone down of the show by bringing up Paul O'Grady, but I think you've just stopped it by talking about this. I think so. And can we just say, like, absolute legend, R.I.P. Paul O'Grady, Lily, Lily Savage, one of the greatest comedy characters I think ever. Watching her audience with. But I think Chris Moore said the same thing on his radio show. It's Paul in a wig. The yeah, rants, that's the, the rants that's the are just exactly the same. There's no there is, apart from him inventing um, people that Lily knew. It's just Paul in a wig. It is Paul in a wig, but the joy of it, he did it in such a way of that. After a few minutes, you're like, yeah, yeah, you are like, but it just works, doesn't it? Because everyone knows <laughs> that Lily Savage. Mm. I'm just everyone knows Paul in a wig. I'm just annoyed I never met him because he lives near me. You should have gone round. <laughs> you can't just go round to a random person's house and go, hello, you're famous, I want to meet you. When uh, 
when we when I was young, we found out that uh, George Michael had a like house in Deal, and uh, I remember once going around the back of like the window and just peering through and knocking on his window and running away. And I swear he he ran to the window at one point, and we're like, oh, <laughs> were you trying to be really quiet while you would while you were stood there? If we, yeah, and and then knocked on the window to try and get George Michael to come outside. I don't know what the point was of this whole thing in the first place. Well, it's um, a careless whisper. Uh, George, it was a careless whisper. That's what got us into trouble. Wait. <laughs> what would you give this show? A wide berth. Um, a wide berth. Do you think there's room for it in the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe? No. This is uh, the Eternals of, of Marvel films. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the Eternals, man. Like, I missed them when they used to sing. But <laughs> I, I I, don't... I should have loved it. it. It's everything I want. Maybe you were too old when you watched it. Maybe if you were young, you'd be like, oh, I remember that, the, the superhero show. But, yeah, but there was nothing at the time. So this is the problem with, like, now everyone's got superheroes all the time. But back then, there was nothing. And this is what you had. It's not as bad as the Doctor Who episode, The Return of Doctor Mysterio. That is awful. It's basically <laughs> Stephen Moffat has said, oh, "I want to put Superman into Doctor Who." It's the work. I, I almost turned it off. I was like, "This is not Doctor Who anymore." Anyway, well, it doesn't work though, does it? Like superheroes coming into worlds where they're not needed. Oh, we got is given a, an alien thing, so then it it sort of linked into Doctor Who. Capaldi deserved better. I don't think Capaldi got got it as good as he could have had it. No, I want him back. Get him in the sixties. You'll get him back. Get him all in the 60th. We don't care about the storyline. Just get him in. Get him in. <laughs> get him in. One day. This is going to be the longest new series episode we've done. <laughs> I think it is. What would you give it, dude? I'd give it uh, 100 points. 100? Yes. I think I'll give it 200 because it did make me laugh with the house being painted. 200 points. I'm just trying to see what's what's below that. Nothing. Yeah, there is. Uh, where is it? Oh, damn. Deal or no deal, I think. No deal on this. <clears throat> You're going to give it more than deal or no deal? Yeah. Right, they give it 200 points then. It it, it angered me, but nowhere near as, as, as much as deal or no deal. You know, in the new scoring system, that's basically five, giving it five points. I just, I think I might have liked the new series more. The one where they change it with gimme, 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 man. <laughs> gimme, 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 man. Uh, because it just, I don't know. And I loved Father Ted. I know, like, some people find that problematic. But at the time, I remember it just being something that really made me laugh. And, like, it's all part of that comedian's journey, isn't it, when you look back? Yes. <laughs> so, let's... Lock it Michael Ball, eat your heart out. Oh, you're granny, do. It's a no-
nothing that she can't do. Wonder Woman lets you see you had it coming This one is for real Charlie's Angels pack it in before it gets embarrassing The lady's solid steel She comes on strong like Bengal Lancers Makes you all look like a bunch of chances Hang about, look out for super Michael, Michael Ball, he made an appearance, didn't he, at night at the musicals? Can't keep Ball away. When he turned up, I was like, there he is, of course he's there. There he is, there he is. The reason people stay away from British theatre. <laughs> Can we do an album together called Diva? It's called Be- Be- Why do you keep Be- referring <laughs> to it as Diva? Like, is, is that just some like unlike resolved drawer about me in general, Diva? I had a nightmare the other night, and you were in it. What was that nightmare? I went to the cinema to go and watch this film, and yeah. um, we're watching it, and then Rick Mel turned up in the middle, and I thought, oh, there's Rick Mel was in it, and it's finished, yeah. and then everyone just hung around for ages, and you were there in a the leather jacket on, on the balcony. I was in a leather jacket on the balcony? <laughs> on the balcony, and then I'm just stood there in a white shirt. I'm the only one wearing white, everyone else is wearing black, which I thought was symbolic. And then Kathy Burke was on the other side of the room and said, he said, oh, I like your white shirt. I was like, what is going on? And then I tried to leave and then I couldn't leave because everyone kept falling on top of me trying to leave the building. And I could never leave until I woke up. I I have no way of analysing that. That is, <laughs> do you think that's career-wise where you, you, you see me in the leather jacket and feeling really cool? I don't and know. And then like, Kathy Burke, because man, if you're seeing me as really cool in the leather jacket, then something is going wrong career-wise. I think my mate showed me a trailer the other day. I just was watching a film and just thought of the werewolf in London and remembered that Rick Mail was in it and he turned up before he was famous. And I go, oh, that's Rick Mail. That's what I think that bit was. No idea why Kathy Burke was in it. No idea why I couldn't get out because everyone was falling on me. And I was, oh, it was all. And then Rick Mail turned up again. Actually, I, liked, I liked that I was in it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you do message me quite a bit. Let, like, let there be no nothing aside that you produce this show, and and I put in very, I put in effort. I turn up. <laughs> you share your own podcast more. I do at this moment <laughs> in time. I shared it. I shared it this morning. What? Yeah, but I'll put it out Monday. That's yeah, because it's just like, this is how it works. You can listen to it forever, <laughs> forever, Chris. That's only because I put. That's only because I pushed you, wasn't it? That's only because I was moaning and saying. Yes, it was. And I've had a very busy week. And yeah. sometimes this is, you're just really hard to work with. I'm the producer. Basically. You don't know what I go through on a day to day basis on this. What? You had to watch My Hero? Yeah, fucking yeah, My Hero. Whose choice was that? Because it weren't mine. It was mine because I know it wouldn't be very good and I knew we'd get a, an episode out of it. Who's your second guest on? And I have fries with that. It's Dave Benson Phillips. No, it's not. <laughs> Jude Law was Benson. more believable last week. How is Jude Law more believable than Dave? <laughs> I've worked with Dave Benson Phillips. You have not got Dave Benson, because Dave Benson Phillips would be on here. Talking he would of, be on it. Talking, I, <laughs> oh, he would be on here, so he isn't him. See? Uh, uh, okay. Man, it's, uh, you're going to have to listen and wait. Uh, it's all it's all recorded, man. It's all first series of Do You Want Fries With That is done and in the can. Oh, how many weeks is that? Six. If you are generally interested, listener, please, please have a listen. And uh, yeah. Then you've got to go back in again for another six. Another six. That's how we're doing it. Not every week. Not every week, because that'd be mental, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a really ridiculous idea. 
<laughs> Just... the reason we stopped doing the other podcast was because there was no time left. So what do we do? We started another one that involved more prep at the beginning when we were doing four shows an episode. This first episode, we ended up doing four. And then yeah. after that, after Arthur, I realised that maybe I might have to watch the shows beforehand to have, to have a little idea of what the show's about. So What's then, going on? There's no dead air. But we do have a laugh. Yes, we do have a... <laughs> His face, but he said, We do have a laugh, don't we? Don't we? Don't we? I don't want to do this for no reason. You know, he's never actually finished the podcast yet. Is this this all just being this is what they really want? (laughs) What does it turn into? All right. So, talking about other people's projects. Well, you need advertising for yours, doesn't it? Because you don't advertise ours. I do advertise ours. I don't know why all of a sudden, when I got that message from you, Lister. I thought, oh, Chris has had a beer and he's got very angry all of a sudden that I haven't advertised the podcast. No, no, no. It's proof that I'm not angry. I always put laugh out loud emojis in the middle just to show that it's a joke. It, it, it did feel like a joke, but it did come in quite late at night and go, see, you haven't... I don't even know what it was. No, I just annoyed me because you'd, you'd, post, you'd posted uh, two things. Oh, it's coming, it's coming Saturday. Oh, it's coming Saturday. What about us? Come on. Oh man, did did you feel like at the time? I've not forgot you. I've not forgot this. I don't do this every he's week. He's moving away. He's going away with his chips. Mister Chips is with you, isn't he? Oh, uh, well, it feels like I've pissed on me, Mister Chips, at this moment in time. Can we finish? No, I'm quite going into the team. Like oh, this this oh, is lol. <laughs> it was no. going to be looking at the episode, going, "You've got an hour out of talking about my hero." Hero and nothing about my hero. <laughs> right, right. Shall we? Right. Shall we end it? Right. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye, bye. It's going to take a very long time to edit. I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs>